0: to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with living in the midst of corruption, as we pick up in Genesis chapter 19, verse 6. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: They put you down. They call you narrow, bigoted, and everything else. If you make any affirmation of faith and a belief in living a moral, pure, righteous life, then you're accused of being you know a Victorian and, and living in the past and 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 all of this because of the tremendous pressures. and so it's hard to live in the midst of a society that is so corrupt without it rubbing off a little on us. at least we. We don't speak out on the issues in which we should be speaking out because we feel sort of threatened. Now, Lot's own morals had been corrupted to the extent that he was willing to give his daughters over to be abused by these men. The gesture was not a fine gesture of Lot's. It was a gesture that showed his own moral depravity as the result of living in Sodom. Lot made the choice of moving into the plains He pitched his tent towards Sodom That was the beginning of it But now he has his house in Sodom There is a danger in pitching your tent towards the world It's interesting Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly Nor stands in the way of sinners Nor sits in the seat of the scornful There's a progression there First of all, you're listening to the counsel of the ungodly. Next of all, you're standing around with them. And the next thing, you find yourself sitting in their company. Lot moved towards Sodom. Next, he was living in Sodom. But it had its effect upon his own life and upon his own moral values, the offering of his daughter to this crowd of men. But they weren't interested in his daughter's. They were desiring these men that had come to Lot. And so Lot said, don't do this wickedness to these men. They came under the shadow of my roof. They're under my protection. And they said, stand back. And then they began to say, this fellow came in to live with us as a stranger and now he's going to try to judge over us. They said, We'll deal worse with you than with them. And they pressed sore upon Lot, and they came near to break the door. But the men, that is, the angels, put forth their hands and pulled Lot into the house, and they shut the door. And they smote the men that were outside the door with blindness, all of them, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said unto Lot, that is, the angels, Do you have any here besides? Do you have sons or daughters? Whatsoever you have in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxed great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which had married his daughters, and said up, Get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. Now, though Lot did not escape the pollutions of Sodom entirely, and the Bible gives testimony of him in Peter, that righteous man referring to Lot, And it speaks about how he was vexed by the way people were living around him. Though he was strong enough because of his early background and experiences with his uncle Abraham to to survive in this corrupt society, yet his living in the midst of the corrupt society cost him his family and the morals of his children now, there are sometimes I hear people say, "Well, I have my own philosophy that I live by. I don't need Christianity. It's just a crutch." I remember sitting one night with a man who was a plumber, and he was just one of these hard, hard guys, and I don't need any crutches, you know, and Christianity is just a crutch, and I don't need it going on and on, you know how. He was a self-made man. He had his own philosophy and he could get by and and all of this. Of course, he was drinking the whole while he was talking to me. But I watched the three sons of that man, that particular man, as they all got into drugs. And I saw his sons totally destroyed by drugs. So where he might have been able to maintain in a society with his booze, his sons weren't able to maintain. And they all really just destroyed themselves with drugs. Many times a man will say, but I am able to do it. I am able to stand. I am strong in all this. But really, unless you set a strong example, a spiritual example in your home, your children cannot withstand the pressures of the society and the day and the age in which we live, and you're really sacrificing your children to this corrupt world. You may have a philosophy. You may have that by which you can stand but your children are facing ungodly pressures and they need more than just a philosophy. They need the power of the Holy Spirit within their lives. And thus, you, for their sakes, need to get right with God and set a strong spiritual example because they'll never survive. Lot was able to, but his children weren't. And so as he went to his daughters and said, get out of here, this place is going to get destroyed. God's going to destroy this city. They they just mocked him, and he was as one who mocked them. Thus he lost his family to the corrupted morals of Sodom. And when the morning arose... The angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters which are here, lest you be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And so they were hurrying them, said, Get out of here now. And while he lingered, there was a reluctance to leave the place. Even with Lot, he was reluctant to leave, just sort of lingering around. The angels took hold of their hands And upon the hand of his wife and the two daughters, and the Lord being merciful unto him, they brought him forth and set him outside the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth that he said, escape for your life. Don't look behind you, neither stay at all in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be consumed. The word don't Look behind can be translated, don't lag behind Or do not turn back Don't stay in the plane And Lot said unto them, "Oh, not so, my Lord Perfect example of those who pray, not thy will, mine be done How inconsistent we are even in our language Not so, my Lord, wait a minute Lord is a title. And even he says, thy servant. He calls himself a servant. And yet, Lord. And, and now he's arguing with the master. No, you don't argue with your master. If he's your Lord, you do what he says. If you're doing what he said, you, he is your Lord. If you're not doing what he said, he's not your Lord. And I don't care how much you say, Lordy, Lordy, or my Lord, or Whatever. If you're not doing what he said to do He's not really your Lord Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord And yet you don't do the things I command you And so here is Lot in this perfect inconsistency As they say, flee to the mountains Don't stay in the plains He says, oh, not so, my Lord Behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight and thou hast magnified thy mercy which thou hast shown unto me, saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain lest some evil take me and I die. Now he, re- he realized the Lord had delivered him out of the city before it's to be destroyed. But he can't trust the Lord to preserve him there in the mountains. And so let me go to this little city over Zor. Zoar. It's the smallest of the five cities there in the plain. It's just a little city. In fact, the word Zoar means little let me go and stay in zorar and so the angels granted his request that he might flee to the little city that was nearby the city of zorar and the angel said i have accepted you concerning this thing i will not overthrow this city which of which you have spoken so hurry escape there for i cannot do anything till you have come within that city there, there was the impending judgment, but yet it was to be withheld until Lot was safely out of danger. Even as there is an impending judgment of God hanging over the earth today, but it cannot come until the church has been safely placed out of danger. Hurry. Therefore, the name of the place was called Zor, which means small. And the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. And then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. Now, this destruction could have been by, by volcanic action. Very possible because there is evidence of, of, of volcanic Eruptions in that area, a lot of evidence of that. There, of course, are tremendous salt deposits in that area on the southern end of the, west, uh, of the Dead Sea, there on the western side. There is a mountain of salt that is 500 feet, no, bigger part, it's 700 feet high and five miles long. A mountain of salt. It isn't a sodium chloride, your table salt. It's more of the uh, potassium nitrate, sodium nitrate. Vast deposits of salt, mountains of salt in that area that cannot be explained by slow sedimentation, but have to be explained by deposits through eruptions of some kind, the great overthrowing. Now, potassium nitrate is a particular salt if mixed with potassium permanganate. All you need is just a little glycerin poured upon it and you've got fire and brimstone. You've got a 4th of July display. You've got fire shooting and spouting and and uh, it, it all it needs is just a little glycerin upon it to, to really set the whole thing off. The heavy water will respond upon the potassium permanganate and the potassium nitrates will keep the thing really going and sputtering and sparking, and it's like a a flare. It sputters and all. With all of the potassium nitrate in the area, potassium permanganate in the area, and of course the area did have great asphalt deposits. Josephus calls the area, rather than the Dead Sea, he called it the Asphalt Sea, because of the tremendous asphalt deposits. So all it needed was just a spark from heaven to set things off. And so the whole valley turned into a furnace, a cauldron, and the judgment of God came upon these cities, and they were destroyed. But his wife looked back, from behind him. Now notice she was behind him. She was still lagging back. The word look back can be translated lag back or turn back, and the turn back is the preferable translation. Lot's wife actually began to turn back towards Sodom, and in turning back, she was caught in this great congregation and the bubbling, boiling. Salts covered her And she became a pillar of salt Now there are many Pillars of salt in that particular area That in different times have Received the name Lot's wife There are some even today that the guides will point out As Lot's wife's pillars of salt There in the southern end of the Dead Sea region. Now, the southernmost part of the Dead Sea, the southern 10 miles, is only about 10 to 20 feet deep. In fact, it's less than that now. It's extremely shallow. And many Bible scholars believe that the city of Sodom actually lies under the southern end of the Dead Sea. The northern end of the Dead Sea is... 30 miles long and 10 miles wide and has a depth of up to 1,400 feet. But as the result of the silt that has settled through the Jordan entering into the Dead Sea for so many years, the silt has filled up the bottom and has thus raised the level of the sea until the sea extended southward over this plain area of 10 miles square, covering it. And, and that is more recent in time. So that they believe that the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah probably lie under the southern end of the Dead Sea. We know of the silting process that's taking place uh, where the Colorado en- enters into the area of Lake Mead. In fact, We are now quite concerned about this silting up of Lake Mead, uh, how that the volume of water that it contains is less because of all of the silt that is building up, and the silt is actually forming a dam of its own in the upper end of Lake Mead. Already it is creating quite a problem in the Aswan Dam, which is a relatively new dam. And thus the silting process, of course the Jordan is a very muddy river, and the silting process of the Jordan, filling up the Dead Sea and causing it to overflow in the southern end, covering the plains, and thus covering perhaps the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. They have discovered five cities on the eastern bank of the Dead Sea in the southern end. And they now believe that maybe These were the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and Zoar there on the eastern side. But uh, we, of course, are not certain on that and it doesn't really make that much difference to the scriptural record, except that there is evidence of volcanic action, there is evidence of, of this great destruction of God as He rained fire and brimstone and salt upon this area. And Abraham got up early in the morning from the place where he stood before the Lord in his intercession. He looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain, and he beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Now, Abraham was living in Hebron, which is just about due west from the Dead Sea. And so in looking down, it isn't that many miles, maybe 10, 15 miles from Hebron as the crow flies to the Dead Sea. He saw the smoke coming up from the area of the plains like a great furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham by sending Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. So the indication here is that it was because of Abraham that God spared Lot more than for Lot's sake himself. Now, again, turning to the New Testament, Jesus takes this incident and declares of his second coming as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Luke's Gospel, chapter 17. When God overthrew the cities of the plain. And then Jesus said, remember Lot's wife, for he who will seek to save his life shall lose it. Now she was seeking to hold on to the old life of the world. She was turning back to the old life of the world. Seeking to save it, she lost her life. And so the warning of Jesus, remember Lot's wife, turning back to the world, seeking to save the old life of the world, will only destroy you, but he who will lose his life, Jesus said, the same will save it. Lose his life for my sake. And so, the reverence of Jesus, Peter again refers to this, and it is also referred to in the book of Jude, how that God destroyed the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, it's them uh, suffering the vengeance of everlasting fire. So Lot went up out of Zoar. He, he asked permission to stay in Zoar, but when he saw this judgment of God destroying the other cities, he became frightened. And he left Zoar, and he went where the Lord told him to go in the first place, up into the mountains. He fled on up then into the mountains, and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zoar. And he dwelt in a cave with his two daughters. Now we see the moral corruption of the two daughters that were saved. The firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there's no more men left upon the earth. They thought that the whole earth was destroyed. And, and thus, man is going to be civilization, man is going to be wiped out. So come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve the seed of our father.
0: We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Genesis on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Genesis 19 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription.
1: may the anointing of God's Holy Spirit rest upon your life and through His beauty may your life shine forth may God cause the fullness of His Spirit to rest upon you and may your life be a strong testimony and a witness to those around of the grace and the love of our Lord in Jesus' name
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California.
2: I have a question for you. How would you like to go from Genesis to Revelation in one year using a daily Bible devotional? And what if this devotional was written by Pastor Chuck? Then I've got great news. Be one of the many thousands of readers who have enjoyed reading Wisdom For Today, a daily devotional that speaks volumes of wisdom to apply to your everyday life. Come alongside Pastor Chuck as he takes you on a journey from Genesis to Revelation, providing God's truth to answer your questions and discover how this might very well become your most beloved and cherished devotional ever. To order your copy of Wisdom for Today, a leather hardback, for yourself or for a loved one, please call the Word for Today at 1-800-272-9673. Or visit us online for more information
0: and to read a preview at thewordfortoday.org.